Welcome to Core Defend, the podcast for the femme perspective. There's an overwhelming and inundated male perspective that has been dominating global conversations on the human perspective since forever. From business to home life, education to reproduction, it's time to create more space for a femme perspective as we continue to shape the possibilities for a meaningful life. We think about the male perspective as that's who inspired the Bible, pioneered and structured our nation, wrote laws, governed laws, made money and allocated money, head of state and head of house. Even the female reproductive system was identified and named by a man, Gabrielle Fallopio, an Italian priest and anatomist. He coined the term fallopian tubes, which are commonly known as uterine tubes and ovarian tubes. But I think that just goes to show, like, as a woman, as a femme, our entire experience is often narrated by the male perspective. And we know that we need more female perspectives. All critical thinking requires every side to give an account because all sides paint a most accurate and complete story. So let's hear from her. Let's give her the mic. Let's give her a platform to tell her experience, her perspective, and in her own words, Welcome to Core Defense, where her story is the story. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Core Defense. Today I'm here with Melinda. Hey. And we are <laughs> going over our 86 list. This is going to be part two of our 86 list, yeah. um, where we are not canceling people, but we're canceling behaviors and talking about harassment in the workplace, religious fields, in your home, wherever it's going on, how to identify it, what to do about it, and uh, how important it is to deal with these kind of things. Yes, we are here for a world that um, women are free to not have to worry about their um, situations and their relationships and being safe or unsafe. Like, let's just, let's start identifying these things and talking about them so that they happen less and less and mm-hmm. less. Yeah. So this is our, our first one was last time. And that was about just talking about it. We, we reviewed why it's important to speak and speak up. Mm-hmm. So this one is, we're going to be talking about identifying these behaviors because, oh my gosh, <laughs> Tiana and I were talking about how many times that it took us a long time to even consider that, oh, wait a minute, that, that was not okay. What? Like, Sometimes a day, sometimes a week, sometimes five years. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a story I mentioned in in our last episode that I I had gone through and um, talking about it recently, I realized that that was 10 years ago Mm. and I actually haven't talked to anybody about it until recently. So it's taking me 10 years to heal from something that, you know, it's, it was something that happened in one day, but 10 years to heal from that. I mean, it's just disappointing that any, cause I know, you know, so many, so many over almost a hundred percent of women go through something like I did and don't ever get to heal from it, talk about it, or just pretend it didn't happen because they didn't get to be heard. Right. And then the person who actually did that harassing, they maybe didn't know it was inappropriate. Maybe they genuinely don't know, mm-hmm. or maybe they do, but they've gotten away with it for so long and no one's confronted them that it's just become a habit or, or what, what do we say? It's their personality. Yeah. That is 
the biggest load of BS that I've ever heard. Right. Well, because behaviors are something you choose to do, essentially. I mean, sometimes you do them without thinking, but when you are educated enough to identify these behaviors, self-aware, you can change mm-hmm. them as well. So this podcast isn't for just the people who have had things happen to them, but maybe people who have been doing those things as well um, that want to grow and change and listen and hear all perspectives to grow and become better. Right. Because the sooner that we can identify inappropriate behaviors and situations, if they're left unchecked, they turn into harassment and abuse. So just because something's inappropriate doesn't immediately mean that it's harassment or abuse, but it's when it's gone unchecked, when it grows, when it continues on without anyone talking about it or accepting that it's happening. Mm -hmm. So in thinking about that too, um, if you, if something's happening to you, if you're feeling harassed and you don't say anything, you're not helping that person become better either. Mm. You know, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping them. So speaking up is so important for the healing of everybody, just not yourself. Mm. Because, you know, a lot of these people that are doing the harassing, like you said, don't know that they're doing it and would be ashamed if they knew they were behaving that way. So we have, we have a duty to stand up for ourselves and stand up for their character as well. Yeah. So Tiana and I came up with two purposes of this specific episode. Um, one that we as women would be quicker to identify harassment because sometimes we use words like, oh, well, that was strange. Oh, how weird. Or maybe he's just unprofessional. But when really the there's a word, there is a word that describes it. It is harassment. It is abusive. It is inappropriate. So we need to be able to identify it and not use words that skirt around what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And then the second part of the purpose of this is that we learn to reject misplaced shame and blame for those situations. You know, we've heard this before. Shame on you. It's your fault I did this. You made me this mad. You, you know. Textbook gaslighting. Oh, textbook. I can't, I mean, I can't tell you how many times uh, in the situations that I've been through, my excuse in my head was, oh, they mean well. They're they're protectors. Mm -hmm. They are godly men. They're (laughs) the lead of a household. So that made it okay. It makes it okay. In my head, which is not okay. And as a mother... I can't tell you how many times having two daughters that I have called out inappropriate words, actions, behaviors, always privately, because I always feel like I'm going to do it privately. And if you don't acknowledge me, then I'll go publicly. But you should acknowledge me privately. That's my suggestion for you. Right. But uh, how many times that I've said something to um, a young man or a teacher or anyone who has done something inappropriate with my child, I message them and their first response is, oh, you must know I didn't mean this to be inappropriate. And then all of a sudden it's not inappropriate. Right. You know, it's like, well, I'm sorry that I've made you feel this way. And I'm like, oh, honey, no, (laughs) you didn't make me feel this way. You acted this way. Right. And so I I get a very typical response that it's, it's not that way. Trust me. No, I'm telling you it is because I'm saying it is. Yeah. No one can make you feel any certain way. And, and like I said, in one of our previous episodes, my mom has always told me no one can make you feel anything or not feel anything. Right. So your emotions and your perception is your reality, period. And when you express that to someone and they're not listening, 
that's where the that's where the shame goes. That's where it goes. Yeah. Right. So let's start off by a few stats. We have some stats. We're very professional. Let me today. pop those out. So this was this was really disappointing. I was actually before this episode, I was trying to find stats currently in Idaho. And I didn't get too far. There's a lot of stats from 2012, 2013, but this was fascinating to me. In the year 2020, um, the Women and Children's Association for Idaho put out some stats on the increase of harassment and um, and domestic abuse. And unfortunately, in just in 2020, there was a 57% increase in the WCA's total number of calls to their 24-hour hotline and an Mm. 84% increase in the number of calls related to domestic abuse. So this stuff isn't just happening in workplaces. It's happening inside of our homes and in places where women should feel safe, women and men. You know, another statistic is that one in three women versus one in six men um, experience some form of sexual harassment or assault during their lifetime. So this is happening to everybody. And it's, wow. it's, I mean, I'm shaking up a little bit yeah. just talking about it. It's heavy. And, and just to express, you know, I've gone through something like that. So I know, and it's hard for me to say, but I know that there's got to be almost a hundred percent of women that could share a similar story. Yeah. I was even looking on, um, safe passage, their website, and that kind of took me aback a little bit when it said, um, yes, we're open because we have to be. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right. Yeah. We're in a pandemic and people are locked down. And sometimes you're locked down in very abusive situations or even just being in a workplace that you're lucky to have a job right now. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be complaining. Right. No kidding. But if that's the oppression that you're in, then you're more likely to accept and tolerate. Mm hmm these kind of behaviors. Yeah. And there, I, I have noticed too, um, just, I, I'm sure hopefully people that are listening and, and that have been paying attention, this, there has been an obvious rise in this kind of issues. And there's actually hand signs that women and men can do while they're on their webcams with coworkers, friends, whatever. Um, it's just a, it's the, I love you sign, or there's another one. I'm not sure what it is, but if you just hold it up against your chest out of view of the person behind you towards the camera, then someone will know you're experiencing something and you need help oh. or safety. Um, so if you're listening to this and you need to know more about that, just Google it. Um, hand signs for domestic abuse on the wow. webcam. I'm sure it'll pop up, but um, but yeah, there's there's it's just happening so much, and we want to be able to pay attention to signs like that. And I think I mean I'm so glad that there's things like that, mm-hmm. but I'm so pissed that there has to be things yeah, like that. Me too. Why is this tolerated? Why are we protecting it? I mean, honestly, it, it still goes back to this very patriarchal mm-hmm. um, protection of patriarchal beliefs and ideas. And, you know, I've had a woman say to me, well, what we don't need is a woman coming in here and offending our men. And when she said our men, I was like, um, this is a cult and I'm out of here. But yeah. You know, locally, there's still that kind of behavior because current issue, there's something going on at the board at NIC and there is a lot of weird behaviors and aggressive language that's happening towards women on this board. And they're trying to recall and get mm-hmm. this guy off the board. But her experience, she published it in the Coeur d'Alene Press. She ex- she recorded everything since 2012. Good for and her. It's heartbreaking because this has been tolerated since 2012. Like, yeah. 
what are we not realizing that this is not appropriate? What are we telling? I mean, hello, it's a college, a community college. What are we telling our female students when we tolerate this bullshit? Like, this is insane to me. It's super disappointing. And I, like I said, with the, even just trying to look up statistics for recent years, I would have been happy with 2017, but I couldn't find anything no educating facts on preparing women for what it's like to live in Coeur d'Alene and be in business in Coeur d'Alene since 2013. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was disappointing. I mean, if you're moving here and you're creative and you want to start a business or even just work here, period, and want to know what you're going to be getting yourself involved in, what kind of community, like you want to look up, especially if you're moving here by yourself or, you know, like my girlfriend and I, it's just us. We're two tiny little girls with no <laughs> muscle, really. I mean, we do just fine. Absolutely. But I want to know what the, you know, what the demographic is like where I'm yeah. moving. And there was nothing. So why? Why? Because you know what's happening. Yeah. Says it. So that's where we're at with stats. So our second point, too, is, okay, so what does this look like? What does it sound like? So Tiana and I both had looked up. Let's get back to the basics. What is the definition of sexual harassment? And it said, any behavior characterized by the making of unwelcome and inappropriate sexual remarks, or physical advances. And that can look like teasing, intimidation, offensive comments, or bullying on the basis of sex, gender, or sexual orientation. So two words there, unwelcome and inappropriate. And that's whatever you perceive to be unwelcome or inappropriate. Exactly. Period. We we are the measure Um, equalrights.org says it matters what the person who's being harassed thinks it does not matter if the person who's doing the harassment thinks it's okay exactly if you feel it's inappropriate it's inappropriate period not question mark period that's it preach that's good that's why (laughs) i I just think a lot of women don't can't think that way yeah. or even men especially I couldn't imagine what it was what it would could be like to feel harassed as a man and not be able to preach about it without being called a pussy or totally. whatever you know and that's got to be even more disappointing knowing totally. that you can't really stand up for yourself um in that sense but um back to what I was saying is I just if you're uncomfortable say so Say it's it's something, something as simple as saying, I don't appreciate that comment that makes me feel uncomfortable or that wasn't welcomed. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have to do that in the service industry, especially in the summer wearing my golf Mm. golf skirt on the beverage cart. You know, (laughs) it's just a matter of, you know, some gentleman coming up thinking he can touch my arm and look at my tattoos in the middle of a pandemic. And I, I will scoot away and say, I don't appreciate you touching me. Mm. What can I get you to drink? Right. You know, just in the conversation right there, tell tell the person that they're doing something inappropriate or unwelcomed and then move on. Almost always they apologize immediately. Mm. And I and like I said from the beginning, I feel better knowing that that's going to help him raise his character and step above that kind right. of behavior. Because like you said, you're giving someone an opportunity. You're not shaming them. You're not calling them an evil, bad person. Right. You're giving them an opportunity to do better and actually to apologize, 
not that that's an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. It's because you said it was inappropriate. Yeah. So. And that's the thing is, is good people can do bad things. And it's our responsibility and our opportunity to give them the space to level up and do better, you know? So the the trouble comes with it. We don't say anything. If we leave that shame, it gives gives us shame and gives us a weight. They have no idea what just happened. So they have no idea that you're feeling heavy and uncomfortable. Yeah. So by saying something, identifying what's going on and letting them know how you're identifying that moment in time offers so much opportunity for healing and growing. Yeah. For everybody. And I think that's, it's key too, to that's our, that's the teaching of communication mm-hmm. is letting people know, this is how I feel about what you just did. You're teaching someone how to relate to you and how you expect to be treated. Everyone's different. Everyone's unique. Everyone has their own comfort levels, mm-hmm. which is why we have to make it clear what we expect. If we're going to have a relationship, if you're going to, if I'm going to serve you, you are going to understand where my boundaries are and you're going to respect that. Otherwise we're not going to be in the same vicinity. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, it can look like anything. It can feel like anything. It can sound like anything. There's no one word that says, well, if he says this, it's obviously that Mm -hmm. it's how you feel. Yeah. And I think we have to know how we feel too. We have to be okay and comfortable identifying with how we feel in the moment mm-hmm. and then speaking up. So I have to ask you then, um, by knowing how we feel about it, those moments that have happened to you in particular that made you feel uncomfortable, um, you've expressed to me that you had to sit with them for a while, similar to I have how I have had mm-hmm. too. So, I mean, how when you have to, when you feel like you have to sit with these things and the shame isn't on the appropriate person and you're carrying all of it. How does that feel in your body, in your mind, in your headspace, in your growing paths? You know, um, my, my husband, Michael is a chiropractor. And so everything that, um, we talk about usually comes back to health and the physical body. And I acknowledged how many years of holding in and not releasing and talking about and working through different traumatic experiences or harassing experiences Mm -hmm that it was taking a toll on my digestive system and um, also in my skin. So I think just working through those things with myself and writing them out, because I'm a writer, I just write page upon page and usually by page three, I know how I feel about something. Yeah. (laughs) Or I know what I'm trying to say sometimes. It doesn't come out at the first time. I feel that. But it's ever since I have gotten more comfortable talking about it, no matter who it pisses off, no matter who it makes uncomfortable, it releases me and I'm not holding it anymore. I'm not carrying it. It's not a burden in me. It's outside of me. Mm -hmm. And then I can look at it too and say, I'm going to choose this word for that. I'm going to choose this word for that because it's not in me. I I can look at it better. I can face it. That's something uh, my girlfriend and I actually practice. Um, She... She's admitted to, um, she's just not a talkative person. I could talk for both of us every day, (laughs) all day. I'm good at it. Um, But she is just more reserved and calculated and calm and likes to observe things before she puts together her picture. Um, And I love that about her and I've learned that so much. Um, But recently when we've we've gotten into, you know, things that are just bothering her, not necessarily having to do with us, but just she had a rough day 
and she'll harbor all that in to just try to get it out of her mind. Um, but finally we've come to the realization that talking about it does release just a weight. Like it's, I'm not here to give advice, to tell you what to do. Just lay it on me, sister. Let me take that weight for you a little bit, you know? So it's, it's really proven in my life and I believe yours as well. And what we're trying to explain is talking about it, identifying and just letting the weight of it go by speaking does wonders. Yeah. Um, I also noticed on the Safe Passage website that they had a teen program. And first it pissed me off mm-hmm. <laughs> that they have a teen program. But then I thought, well, wait a minute. Is the abuse coming on at younger ages or are we identifying it earlier? And if there's a teen program because we're identifying it and speaking up about it earlier, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Like yeah. bring on the teens, right? Let's let's get them equipped so that they're not 30-year-old women. Right. 40-year-old women who are like I can't take this anymore. Yeah. Let's nip it in the bud. Let's start early. Yeah. I guess that one's just hard for me because I wish that we didn't have to talk to children about that. Teens are children and we have to talk about them about talk to them about preparing for dealing with this kind of stuff it's just it's infuriating it's sad but it's necessary unfortunately and one of their big purposes at safe passage is to help women regain their confidence because we all know that every little nick of these harassing experiences these traumatic experiences they take a nick at our confidence and so the purpose of safe passage is to take, you know, domestic assault. You've reached that point of assault mm-hmm. and you need to regain your confidence. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, sh- it's been tore up. So what I've if actually, we can keep it? What if we can keep yeah. it? What if speaking up is the key to keeping your confidence? I, I think it is. <laughs> I really do. I I've seen it work for a lot of people and, and knowing who to speak to as well. Um, is important, but yeah. which leads us to our third point, which yes. is let's talk about that. W- the weight of it, where does it go? Where should it go? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess my biggest thing is, uh, it, it took me a long time to talk about it, but once I knew what I wanted to say and I was surrounded by women that I knew would support me and not necessarily, you know, do anything about it because it was so long ago. And I, and I've, you know, I've had the forgiveness in my heart. I've let go of it, but talking about it still relieved the pressure and the weight and the shame of what had happened. So having women that would literally just listen to me to hear what I went through and take some of that weight for me, because I didn't, it was just, I, I probably could do something about it, but I, like I said, I have found the forgiveness in my heart. I don't want to, I'm not in the business of ruining people's lives, sure. just canceling behavior. So this right here, talking about it is doing a hundred percent of the healing. Yes. But I think that's really important that you brought that up because there is also this myth that to forgive is to forget Mm-mm. and forgiveness is not a fog. No, I, I reject that idea that forgiveness is a fog I can forgive someone, but he ain't coming to the barbecue. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I can have, forgive. I can be totally cool in my heart. Yeah. But we're going to talk about this. It's not going to go away yeah. so that you can feel better about yourself. Yeah. 
And I relating that to that too. I, if you know me very well, you've heard me say love, love them from a distance. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing I preach is because I, I have a lot of forgiveness in my heart. I have a big heart. And I know that earlier I said bad people or good people can do bad things, Mm -hmm. but when they do bad things to me that hurt me, that traumatize me, that disrupt my life, my growth, thank you for the opportunity to grow, to learn and to experience that and figure out how to deal with whatever you just gave me, I forgive you back up, right? You know, let me love you from a distance. And by loving, I mean, giving you this opportunity to grow as well by setting a boundary. Totally. So, and I think that's been the most wonderful, empowering thing for me being 45 and having a 21 year old daughter that we get to have these conversations that I never had with my mom. Yeah. And I get to see her, you know, she comes to me regularly okay, here's the situation. How should I respond? Well, and I'm never going to tell her how to respond. Mm -hmm. I just help her identify how she feels about it and then identify what she'd like to see happen and then give her, push her in the direction of that she wants to go. But man, my whole purpose as a mother is to give her the freedom to speak about anything she needs to and empower her to make the choices she needs to so that she's free of these kind of weights and burdens. You do that for a lot of people, not just your daughter. <laughs> you really do. It's kind of my jam. It's kind of my jam. So we all know too that if you hold on to these burdens, mm-hmm. it can grow into resentment and nobody wants to live a resentful life where you're looking at certain people and thinking about them and ruminating and we don't want that. We want to be free and light and airy and just travel on our journey in life just mm-hmm. like... Okay, learn something, moving on. I'll take that, leave that. Yeah, so once you've identified that weight, like that resentment, like this happened to me, I feel like crap about this. I am not myself, you know, but how, so what's the next step? How do you move that shame somewhere else? Talking about it. Talking about it. Um, I even, one time when I, it took me a while to acknowledge that something was inappropriate and um, I shared it with my husband and it was really cool to watch him get mad about it because I wasn't mad about it. And I'm usually the one who's fiery and I get mad about dumb shit. And he's Mm -hmm. just like, okay, (laughs) let's just think about this. He's so kind like that. So to see him look at me and go, aren't you pissed? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I don't know. Should should I be? (laughs) Yeah. And he kind of empowered me like, I'm pissed for you. So we need those people in our lives because on the other end, I've told people my situation before and, and my circumstance. And I was looking for that female empowered woman saying, girl, what do you need? What are we going to do? Who are we going to call? How are we going to go forward? And I never got that from some people, you Mm -hmm. know, it was like, oh, that's too bad. I'm so sorry you dealt with that. And their life continues on. And I'm just like, I, you know, you yeah. need that. You need people who are empowering around you yeah. because empowered women empower women. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and in your case too, with Mr. Michael, men of quality, mm. love equality. Mm-hmm. Is that how it goes? Something like that? Yeah, men of quality do not fear equality. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, and that brings us to our next point is, you know, being able to speak to, speak up, tell your story, who to talk to about it an ally, someone who will empathize with you, listen to you, and help you 
take the next steps. And then that being said, are you the person that is going to be angry for another woman that is going to stand up next to her and say, this is not effing right. Right. You do not deserve to be talked to like that. You do not deserve to be touched like that at the office. You do not deserve to be forced to behave that way when you go to church, et cetera. You know? Yeah. Are you, are you one of those people? For you too. Yeah. Right. So what's your weight? If you have a weight, do you need to rename it too? Do you need to look at something and say, "Um, okay, that happened and it's not weird and strange. It's inappropriate. Like Mm -hmm. let's use grown up words. Let's use our big girl words and like take them as heavy as they are. Right. Absolutely. And then talking to someone, writing about it. If it's serious enough, please talk to a professional. They can help you move forward in any legal issue or any kind of mediation that needs to happen. Don't sit alone with this. And then if you're the person that they've chosen to tell, please empower them. Please do. Don't be another fair weather friend where this makes me uncomfortable. So I've got to go. Yeah. Like just, just be there for them. Practice, practice being a good friend. Yeah, absolutely. That's why community is so important. You know, that you if you expect people to do that for you, be be that person as well. Um, and all that being said, too, I know we do have um, we have our email open to anybody who needs to tell a story as well. Like if you if you genuinely have no one to talk to, our email is open. Yes, and that's hello at thehivecda.com. Yeah, and uh, if you have a story that you really want to tell. Ask us about coming on the podcast as well. That's yes. that's why we're here is to share your story, her story, and all of our story. Her story is the story. Yeah. And if you guys are like what, liking what you're listening to, um, just go ahead and follow us. Subscribe all major podcasting platforms, Spotify. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Court FM and The Hive as well in Coeur d'Alene. I think it's at The Hive CDA, right? at the hive cda on instagram and you know we're just we're really not big on facebook that's not really our crowd but um we're on instagram you can go to our website there um we do should we should say that um (laughs) we are planning our opening for march 1st yes so just a reminder like this is a femme creative co-work space we'll have nooks and crannies and little desky sitting areas for you um there there's an event space side for creating for crafting for photography for media um you can really do a number of things but it is membership it's private we are a safe space you'll have a code you can have whatever time you want to be there you just can be there Mm -hmm. so it's something new it's something different um but we we're making our space for you so check it out we're we're probably putting some more pictures up on the website in the next week or two but our goal is march 1st that's our opening date and we do we want to host your story whether it's for our publication our zine that we do um, if you have a business that you want people to know about, if you have a story or an issue you want to talk about, we'd love to talk with you. We really believe in the power of communication. Mm-hmm. We believe in the power of speaking and of listening. And that's what we're all about. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. And any of my spoken word friends out there that want to 
practice out here. We would love that as well. I'm craving that. So we have She Says, which is our interview with um, a local gal in the community. Mm -hmm. We have our um, core notes, which is just a spoken word. What's on your mind? Do you want to talk about something that's been bothering you? Do you want to talk about a social issue? Do you have poetry you want to speak? Like just get in front of the mic and let your voice be heard. Isn't that the tagline for speak? speak and be heard Mm, we're so thankful for these guys they are working really hard really hard to get everything organized for us so this is i mean just one of the great um connections that the hive will have for everyone up and coming anyone who wants to start a podcast we will you know get you started at the hive and then send you to some wonderful producers that can help you with that as well um like i said one of the many many what's the word i'm trying to say um just connections that the hive has and uh resources yeah yeah i mean we always tiana and i talked about uh, having this podcast and then we started to do it in our home and then all of a sudden speak studios opened at the right time and we got in here and we've been recording episodes and getting comfortable behind the mic because you know the first couple times we were just (laughs) so nervous we were drinking gin in a garage oh we were (laughs) the garage of the hive before it barely started building do you remember you called it the womb the womb of the hive that was it you're drinking gin with our (laughs) microphones and our laptop and now here we are in a beautiful beautiful studio oh okay matt you're officially (laughs) part of our program yeah we love matt matt at speak shout out all right everyone thank you for everything thank you for listening uh stay tuned for part three of our 86 list series uh that'll be coming out in probably the next couple weeks from when you hear this and uh, we are so grateful that you all are listening to us and we can't wait to keep listening to you thank you thank you